Welcome to Kick-Ons, the pop culture after-party for people who need just a little bit more. We're two friends, Jason and Steph, and we aren't ready to sleep on all things pop culture. Welcome to Kick-Ons, because the party's not over. The night is young, no we're not done. Party back at ours, everybody's welcome to the kick-ons. You're welcome. Welcome to Kick-ons, the pop culture after party for people who want just a little more. I'm Steph. <laughs> and I'm Jason. And together, we're, we're high Jason. five. Oh. I know, it is so we're high five, but we just aren't. Like, we just aren't high five. And you out there need to know that, okay? We can't be high five. We can't be. I know that you message in every day and say, why aren't you high five? But we're not. We're just two friends. I got, <laughs> <laughs> I got really uh, annoyed yesterday at myself and you for not um, using the phrase conscious uncoupling enough or at all to describe the next this phase that we were moving into, a la Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin when they broke up, said it was a conscious uncoupling. Yeah. Well, do you know what? Gwyneth Paltrow is not hot right now. Why? Well, first of all, Bosco absolutely terrorized her in the snatch game. Oh. And second of all, her um yeah, her goop uh partner has come out and has just said that like goop working at goop, they built goop together and she's just left goop and now she's got her own podcast. She was on Gwyneth Paltrow's podcast, Goop Podcast. And she's uh, just said that uh, she goop like really forced her to have a really unhealthy relationship with food, and um, she was basically like eating nothing the whole time she was working there, and like preaching wellness and what the idea of wellness is. And now she's gone like reverted back to eating like a teenager and just not caring, and she's like happy and she's going to be eating like this for a while, and she feels well while wow. eating like this, which has kind of sparked the debate about what will re it. I mean, everyone's never stopped about what being well actually looks like mm. and actually is, you know? Absolutely. It is toxic, that whole yeah. wellness thing. And it's really easy to feed into it. Like, it's so oh easy to feed God. into it. So easy. But also, I think there's quite a lot of power in coming to know that I feel well because X, Y, Z. Well, eating healthy does make you feel good, but uh, doing anything to an extreme, Mm. you need to consciously uncouple from that. Absolutely. But also people like, maybe people that have a diet that some people wouldn't consider healthy, but they are healthy, you know, like healthy looks like so many different things. Fully. Just because fully. you're a little Gwyneth Paltrow compared to like a size 24 person doesn't mean one is more healthy than the other. No, no way. Well, wow, that's and crazy. And do you know what? Fucking like Lizzo, speaking of size 24 wellness gorgeous, uh, has just released a um, – competition on Amazon Prime where she is looking for uh, full-bodied big girls to come on tour with her. And so she's literally like auditioning dancers. Cool. And they're all so amazing. Um, And it was like the number one reality show watched on Amazon Prime on its launch day. I actually have only watched the trailers. I haven't watched the full thing. But Mm. like she is coming for 2022. I swear. It's going to be big for her. Oh, and so it should be. Oh, my God. Nathan King from Zed just liked my photo. Wow. What's your photo? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> An the old one, one. The one wondering if I'm a top or a bottom. That yeah, was funny. I literally was like, whoa, this is getting like oh, really it'll, personal. This is a good segue. It'll, oh, not that one. It'll be this. 
guys. So we, me and Steph didn't uncouple because we were like done. We uncoupled, consciously uncoupled because I needed to move to Auckland to like become a pop star. Yeah. I was about to say something a bit more um, like to follow the, the, the vibes that you went yeah. straight there. Manifesting. Nah, I know why I'm here. I'm a, I'm a pop star wannabe and I'm ready to drop the wannabe at any, any day. <laughs> and I got up here and I've been like, I wouldn't say I've just been very mellow mm. and feeling because I'm like job hunting and every day is very like stagnant. I'm very lucky cause I'm with like some of our best friends and mm. they are like really treating me well, but I'm just like waiting to get a job so that I can like, fully immerse myself in culture basically yeah but so I've been a bit like down about like just applying for jobs and not hearing anything back or applying and like uh not being the one mm. and I got an email asking if I wanted to a gig in Auckland which will be on the 9th of April um at a cute little bar called Anthology and it's a showcase gig so it won't just be me there'll be me and I think there's three others, um, which would be really wonderful. We'll all do like cute little half hour sets. And I just had a moment where I was so proud of myself. Yeah. And today actually, so I'm creating my set at the moment. And I remember when Paige asked me to do a set for her. And when I say set, I'm not <laughs> talking about musical theater staging. As I had assumed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, he's really going for it. Like, are we doing it? Can you imagine me with like a rolling painting? I've seen you do it before. You really have. Uh, And I was like scrambling to get like four songs together for Paige. Mm. And I'm literally like here sitting at like six or seven tracks that I'm like hopefully going to all smash into half an hour. Totally. And still tell like a little bit of the backstory about why which boyfriend hurt me. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> well, I can yeah. confirm that is the post that Nathan King has liked. Wow. So go to my Instagram, which, okay, we haven't talked about this at all. But, it annoys um, me every day and it's nothing against you. It's me. I forget. I know. So my Instagram handle is it's Jason Parker and I kind of wish that I'd, I'd done it to I'm Jason Parker, but I actually did it when I was a bit drunk oh. just to see if I wanted to. And then I accidentally changed it and didn't realize until I've you told it. me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just change it to I'm Jason Parker. No. Cause I've already, do you know how much stuff you have to go and change? Oh, true. Change yeah. Handle? I think it's Jason Parker is fine, but I'm yeah. Jason Parker would have been better. No, I think it. Okay. It's fine. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's more than fine. Sorry. Yeah. Do you know what I did? So there's someone on Instagram whose um, handle is at Jason Parker. Oh, yes. Did you message them? Yes. I messaged them and was like, can I have your handle? And they never saw it. And then I like was like, oh, maybe I can just like hack into him and steal it. But I, I don't know how to do that. So tickets. <laughs> Tickets are uh, on sale using the link in my bio um, from this cool little website called Tixel where you actually have to like type in who you're going to support because there's five of us um, playing in there and I get like a little cut of the door sales or the, yeah. the, sa- the pre-sales, which would be really nice because like I haven't had a paycheck in a month. Wow. I know. Is it the struggling artist dream you always wished it would be? It's been pretty chill. There's been no heroin involved. True. So True. I was different. thinking about that. Um, but I have been, like, immersing myself in drag since I got here. Right. Living with uh, the drag wonder herself, Pinky Promise. Yes. Um, and she has, like, taken me out on Friday night to watch local drag, and then on Saturday night to watch local drag and I just feel really good that like I'm practicing what we've been preaching. Yeah, that's nice. I am 
desperate to go out and see something like yes go to a gig or go to a show like I'm asking everyone that I know do you know of any gigs happening like and I don't know I don't even know if it's going to happen in the next week or two but I'm crying out to do something like that oh my god somebody takes Steph out this is perfect bumble convo (laughs) it is it is okay tell me how's it been going um I was worried that You'd ask that. I haven't really been bumbling, but I did set up a hinge. I'm actually quite proud of my profile, and I actually got um, commented on it by some 23-year-olds, so, you know. How does that make you feel? Great. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, wow, your profile's so good. I was like, oh, my God, I don't know how to – okay, so, yeah, I get scared because I haven't spent – much time on it but I get scared that I don't know how to use it and I'm gonna do something wrong um but I've just downloaded a hinge as well so I know oh. I know what you're talking about so do you know what happens like anyone can like you and anyone can message you not quite so anyone can like you which then sends a notification to you and then you've got the power to decide whether to message them or not Oh, but they can reply to your prompts. Because otherwise, how did yeah, I... So that's okay. part of the liking. That's right. part of the liking. So they can, they can apply to your photo or um, the voice thing that you've left. I haven't done Do that. Oh, no. I can't. Like, straight men aren't going to, like, you know? Like, if it was going out to the gays, I'd, I'd put a voice memo. But, like, what am I going to say that is going to be interesting that I actually want to say? I think it's got to be – it's not about being interesting. It's about being, like – Flirty? Oh. Yeah, or a bit flirty. Well, Mine see. Okay, yes. I'm a Virgo. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. No. Um, mine says, I will not shut up about the fact that everyone – fingers are perfectly made to fit inside their own nostril you it does you did not record that and put it yeah. on your hinge and i won't shut up about it <laughs> okay that's what mine says and i've had one person reply to it and what like, oh my god i haven't ever thought about this before this has blown my mind oh my god and then i i have messaged back being like i'm a gold digger <laughs> that's good that's good yeah, we haven't um, chatted since oh well i do i'm my most proud of this photo and it says my greatest strength is my big stick energy and i'm holding a big stick whoa yeah that's really good um yeah yeah i i mean i yeah yeah, hinges up. A twenty-three-year-old will know where all the gigs are happening. She doesn't. None of them do. Wait, was it a twenty-three-year-old? Oh, not on him. <laughs> yeah, it was like my twenty-three-year-old friends. I don't have my age range that low. Oh, oh. I thought a twenty-three-year-old on hinge had liked you and said, "Like, whoa, you've got a great profile." <laughs> Like that no. boy's got his head screwed on. No way. No. Oh damn. But yeah, I got a bit like scared of using it, so I asked my twenty-three-year-old friend, Ruby, if you're listening, hi, um, how to use it, and then some chaos ensued, and I haven't really been using it since. But I am. I just need some time. I really feel like I don't. I just haven't been engaging in much other than like catching like chatting to friends and going to work at the moment i don't know but that's like literally you the last 30 years i know i know (laughs) (laughs) but i i genuinely i actually genuinely haven't been on like had time to be like right i'm gonna sit down and i'm gonna actively engage in this profile since last Friday when I set it up. So I've only okay. had it for four days, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah totally. So no updates that I can nah. say on mic, but... Um, 
we set up like a Google Doc today where Steph set it up. And one of the things I literally watched her type it, which I'm so glad she wanted to bring up, was Wordle Chicken. Yes. Are you still playing? No. Oh. I was playing it all through COVID, like leaving Wellington. As soon as I got to Auckland, I just like haven't, I've had a lot of time. Yeah. And I haven't done the wordle and now that i think about it that's what's missing yes um i hate to tell you but the other day the word was nymph n-y-m-p-h are they having a laugh and i got it yeah thanks god the gays the gays (laughs) but the i yesterday was the first time in 75 plays that I didn't get it at all and it was found and so it was like sound found wound oh. yeah so that was fucked up yeah um, I'm really sorry to hear that it's either at the moment it's either like really crazy words or really simple words and it's oh, it's so annoying but I love it I think you should get back on board I will I, I never hated it I just I just put it down and I never picked it back up, just like our mums did to us one day. I know. At the bus stop. <laughs> but, Speaking um, of uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes. How did we feel about, may I add, the top rated episode of RuPaul's Drag Race ever in the entire franchise history at a 9.5 on... IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes or whatever, whatever the internet uses. I believe it. It was, it was nine. Moulin Rouge. It was 9.5. It was 9.5 behavior. It was so good because usually I feel like the picking of the parts and the drama is the stakes haven't been as high as they were in that moment between Bosco and Lady Camden. And they were both really serious. They're both people like Queens who maybe have like not, they've been front of the pack, but they maybe haven't been like the, the Georgias of the world and the Angerias and Willows who like were, everyone was obsessed with straight away. You know, they're the slow burn Queens and for them to like finally be like, I want this. It was crazy. I was really stressed. And I was surprised that Bosco didn't pull through as much as she had thought she might. I was surprised at it too. And I wasn't surprised that Lady Camden killed her Oh, my God. When Lady Camden had the, like, turn around the moment and Mm. her, like – everything just changed for her and she was like, oh my God, I can do this and I'm going to slay it with, oh, that's, that actually, that moment when, when Angeria like pulled her over and was like, oh. hey, you're going to be all good. Like everything's going to work out fine. I was like, Angeria's going to win this whole damn competition. Yeah. Like, it really made me think like she is the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race. She just like embodies what the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race should be like. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, and then she like did not do that well in the No. Musical. But I think her part was shit. Yeah, definitely. She, did, she tried really hard. She did. She made the yeah. most out of it. Yeah. How about Leland just writing himself a role? I loved it. I I messaged Jason like halfway through, like, I love that Leland is in this. And that was before Beverly Leslie even like showed up in the actual show. I was like, oh my God, how good. Leslie Jordan. Really is it Leslie really Jordan? No, that's the actress. Leslie. Or are there two Leslie Jordans? No. No, something Leslie. Oh no, Leslie Jordan. Oh. There oh that's Leslie Jones. The yes. the comedian. Yeah. Um Leslie Jordan. Beverly Leslie is his character yeah. name in Will and Grace. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. The Kardashians, the Rusical Who, like new favourite. 
Agreed. And then the episode ends. Spoiler mm. alert. If you haven't watched it, you should watch it. It's so good. It's 9.5 good. Mm. And Georges and Bosco are up for elimination. And Bosco, who I have been rooting for yes. hard this whole time, she's done. She gets cut. And I think she deserves to be cut. Yeah. In that moment. Although I'm just like, Who's going to beat Georges? Like, when does that happen? So I had, um, I went out on Saturday night and I accidentally on the way into town looked on Twitter and I saw, like, this photo. And so I thought Georges had gone home when I was watching it because it was a photo of Georges having lip synced. And I was like, fuck, okay. So then when Georges won, I was like, oh, my God. I don't know. I mean, maybe Lady Camden, but that yeah, would mean they'd have to be Lady in the Camden. bottom. But oh, I don't know. Like, I know I've been harping on about Deja Sky, but I, am I missing something about Deja Sky? No, she has no sense of taste. Well, it's just like when she's on stage, I just don't see anything behind the eyes, as I've I've heard from my years in the theatre. Yes, Not about me, obviously. There's a lot going on behind these eyes. Yeah, behind these Just ask the 23-year-old on Hinge. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Deja is next to go. I thought. I think so, too. And I th- I honestly thought that she... Sh- I thought she was going to be in the bottom. Same. Yeah, but I guess it's so. that whole thing of, like... They had all said Bosco when they got asked who should go home. They knew that Bosco had the golden ticket. Like, in my mind, the producers knew that Bosco had it so that they could put Bosco up against Georges, have this, like, great lip sync moment where Bosco's about to lose. Oh, it it really paid off. The moment that Bosco had the the gold ticket, nobody goes home. And Rue's face was genuine surprise because Rue can't act that good. Agree. <laughs> that well, I should say. Um, yes, everyone, like, get on board. Um, the season of Drag Race, although it feels like <coughs> no one is leaving, it's actually really good. It's a really good season. I don't want anyone to leave, but I saw this really funny t- tweet. I even think it was Maddie Morphosis, who was in this season. Um Tweeted, like, how are the season 15 girls going to feel when they rock up to the workroom and there's still eight queens there? <laughs> Which I thought was, was yeah. um, She's a good funny. TikTok to follow if you are uh, if you queen, drag queens on TikTok. Yeah, Metamorphosis yes. is hilarious. Let's get into our first steps. Do you want to do the honours? It's the first step. The alto part. Yeah, I was not preparing that. I thought you were going to go, like, full mezzo-soprano. But... No, I'm an alto. I'm an alto in my old age. Um, okay, my first sip this week is an, an album that came out pretty recently um, by Spanish artist Rosalia. The album name is called Moto Mami. Hopefully I said that right. Um... And I had been seeing it around, people had been tweeting about it, I'd seen articles about it, I'd seen the clip of her on Kimmel or Fallon, whatever, talking about Harry Styles, and I was like, I need to get involved in this. And so I walked home last night, first time ever walking through the Mount Vic Tunnel, which, have you ever walked through it? Yes. It's terrifying. Like, there's a cyclist or an electric scooter behind, like, about to throw you through a loop and give you the biggest ride of your life at any moment. And it was just, like, real crazy that I was listening to this album as that was happening. Um, But I really like it. She's been around for a while. She was nominated for Best New Artist at the Grammys in 2020. Um... And, I mean, most of it is in Spanish. There are some, like, English bits. But I just, it's it's kind of hard to put into words, actually, on that note. I do have a quote from the Pitchfork article written about the album when it first came out. And they said, Rosalia wants us to know she's an idiosyncratic bad bee and she's also out here trying to have some goddamn fun. 
and that's what it is like there's so many different sounds I can't pinpoint an artist or an album that I've listened to that sounds like this album but it's just fun like it's kind of ridiculous as well um so I really would recommend having a listen have you listened to it I have not. I've heard the um, song with The Weeknd. Yes. Uh, which is really great, but I will definitely be listening to it this week. There's, like, elements of flamenco. There's elements of – there's a lot of woodwind. There's, like – if I had to kind of, like, put it in a direction, I would maybe compare it to Charlie XCX Kasha, but then it's also not like that at all. It's just, like, a very different kind of pop sound and you can tell there's like lots of layers of lots of random instruments and I think as well there are these real crazy songs like there's one she's just saying chicken teriyaki over and over rhyming it with other Spanish words but then there's like these really soft amazing ballads and you're like who is this person this is so cool it's It's Rosalia. Rosalia yeah yeah she's been all over the news everyone's obsessed anyone who's like um into music like she's got the music critics on her side i think that's the thing like also in that pitchfork article it said like this is an album for musicians and you could feel that you could feel that for sure my first sip is a show on tvnz on demand it's james Mustapeck has a little show called abandonment abandonment issues and James is like a New Zealand comedian, very, very dry and very, very funny. And this show is a, about his abandonment issues with um, New Zealand stars of the early 2000s who have disappeared. Wow. The first episode revolves around New Zealand Idol's first season. And he goes on the hunt to find out what Michael Murphy and Ben Lummis and also this like random girl who was one of the like joke auditions. Um, and he interviews them to see what they're up to. And it's chaotic. Oh my God. And I it is really, really funny. And I literally cannot wait to watch the next episode. There's only one out at the moment, but I would highly recommend if you like to laugh and if you like bizarre, like, I just can't believe that this is happening. So how do you think like the Michael Murphy and Ben Lummis would take it? Like, is it, where is the comedy? Is the comedy, it's like we're laughing with them or we're laughing at them? I hope they know. Okay. Like, <laughs> on Ben Lummis, it, like, at the bottom of the, when he's talking to Ben Lummis, it'll say, like, Ben Lummis. The text will say Ben Lummis. And then below that, it'll say, like, Cruscat Enthusiast or something like that. Oh, well, that is something to be proud of. That is the truth. That is the truth. He like pulls up these tweets from Ben Lummis. Oh no. From like ages and ages ago. That one of them just says like who's out tonight? And he like literally asks asked him the question, like, and so Ben, who's out tonight? And Ben like does not know what he's talking about. <laughs> oh my so god, I can't wait. I can't wait to watch that. When I saw it advertised, I was like, why didn't we think of that? Check it out. TVNZ On Demand. On Demand. Yeah. What was your life of the party? My life of the party is over on, I would say, probably my favorite streaming service at the moment, Disney+. Plus. They have just released a documentary concert with Olivia Rodrigo called Driving Home to You. And it basically... Uh, cuts videos together of her creating sour Mm. and performances of her performing each song in order. Um, Huge. And, but they're done in the coolest ways. Like, uh, good for you is just strings, uh, like violins. And it's like a stringed orchestra. It's so, so, so beautiful. It's, and it's all shot in these like really amazing, um, venues and like outdoors in the desert and, Oh, oh my God. The performances are 
absolutely insane and she's her band is like all these young women who are just like so hardcore and cool and they're all just like rocking out together the best part is definitely the singing but it is really cool to learn about the space that she was in while she was making sour because Mm. basically you find out that she dropped driver's license and from that she was like okay i think i need to make an album now because i need people to know that i'm like there's more to what i'm feeling Mm. and there was also a lot of backlash around you know like love triangle and um yeah it was almost like that took over yeah rather than oh look at this amazing new artist it was all about the drama yeah, exactly, exactly. So luckily they said yes, and she uh, worked with the same producer for the whole album, and they just, like, sat in this little room together and wrote all of these songs. And I would – it's, like, an hour-long, really, really cool. And she's she's great. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah. Oh, exciting. Yeah. I need to watch it. I've been meaning to. Yeah, do yourself a favor, check it out. But I think that the main thing that has happened this week is a piece too soon. Having written a piece about how I wasn't excited about the Oscars this year, I was... Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. You can read it on kickonspod.com. Um, I also like... Have learned some lessons like fact checking and grammar checking a thousand times is important because I got a message from my cousin in London being like, That's not the movie Halle Berry won her Oscar for. I was like, Oh, but hey, I'm flawed, I'm a human, it's fine. Um, and it was an easy fix. And thank you, thank you, dear cousin. Um, so having written that and being kind of unenthused, the Oscars told me to step my pussy up and shut the fuck up, really, with the chaos that ensued. Um, it was non-stop. I wasn't paying any attention to it at all, and then I was, like, yelling at my phone, trying to refresh everything, just being like, I need to know more. So, essentially, I mean... Congratulations to all the winners. Um, but essentially, uh, Chris Rock came on stage to announce the winner for Best Documentary. And it was the show was all sort of hosted by different comedians, right? So he came on and did a bit. And in that bit, um, shouted out Jada Pinkett Smith and said, G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. Referring to her shaved head um and then will smith got up he ke- Chris- laughed he yeah laughed. yeah he did but i assume there was then an ex- like a look between him and jada that you we didn't kind of see. see that jada is not impressed by the joke and mm. also the audience is like divided there is laughter but there's also like ooh. Mm. And Will, after laughing, obviously realizing, walked up and slapped Chris Rock across the face and then just nonchalantly sat back down. Oh, hang on. First of all, everyone in the audience laughed when he got slapped because it looked like it was a bit. Yeah. Because it's so outrageous that it happened. Yeah. And then... Will turns around and he's got this like look in his eye and he like like kind of like struts back to his seat. Mm. That was when things we were like, oh, what has gone on? And then he yells, which got cut from the broadcast but was later circulated, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth over and over again. And Chris said, well, dude, it was a G.I. Jane joke. And he again said, keep my wife's name out of your effing mouth. And then he said, I will. Is that all that happened? Yeah. And then he was yeah. kind of like, Will Smith just slapped me across the face and was obviously startled and then tried to go into the intro for Best Documentary, like scrambled his words. 
So that was when it was kind of like, oh, this is not a joke. This is not no, a bit. Yeah. And then the the world went crazy. <laughs> and then Will is up for a nomination for Best Actor for King Richard. And he, before he eventually wins, there is footage of Denzel Washington, like, pulling him aside to have a chat with him. And Tyler Perry. And they were, like, brushing off his, like, brushing off his shoulders, like, literally, like, come on, you got this. And then Will eventually wins an award, gets up on stage and does a speech about love. And I've got a lot of thoughts and we can get into those, but the speech and like the, I'm not here to like say how he should have reacted any of the moment, but the speech was weird. The whole thing was really weird. Okay. So 24 hours later, I can't tell where I sit. And like, also you don't, we don't have to, like, have a feeling. It didn't happen to us. But, of course, like, that's what we enjoy to do, enjoy doing. But, yeah, I just don't know where I sit on. Whether he should have slapped him or not. Well, no, like, he shouldn't have slapped him. 100%. Like, that's not okay. But I can see why he did, like, or why he reacted to what Chris said more, though. Like, Chris shouldn't have been joking about that. Like, people's personal appearances. Like, he's done a whole documentary on, like, black people's relationship with hair. And, like, he should have known better. But sure. also, it was a joke. That is their job. Like, a comedian's role is to be on stage, have some fun with the celebrities. That's what the people in Tulsa, Oklahoma are there to watch. Yeah, I do think it is a chance for comedians to, like, look at themselves and, like, really think, like, what is funny and what is not? Mm. Absolutely. At the, at the like, simplest, though, like, I don't think that he should have got up. I think it was an overreaction or there was underlying uh, resentment there already. Well, Will and Jada have, like, been through the frickin' ringer in terms of the press. Like, they have been together for years. There have been rumours years but they have also shared so much with the world like we know all about her relationship it's like their open kind of well no it wasn't an open relationship they they split for a while they had a separation she had a relationship with one of their friends like none of this is not public now and so part of me is like what 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 more can they give us you know like why I kind of get why Will was that frustrated. Like, pick on someone else. I know he was nominated and that's the point. But, like, devil's advocate, pick on someone else, you know? It's a very interesting situation to me because I don't think there's right or wrong at all. It's super murky. And that is, like, the most interesting part of it all to me. Violence shouldn't be the answer and you also shouldn't comment on other people's appearances for comedy. Unless you're, like, checked in with them or something or, you know, it's something that is okay with them. But, yeah, I just, I find it all so, so fascinating. Yeah, I I just think that there have been, it has divided a lot of people. Mm, it's Yanni or Laurel. Like, oh, my God, 100%. <laughs> I wonder what, I mean, he's released a, an apology on his Instagram today, um, just stating that he's sorry to Chris Rock and the Academy and had, like violence is not the answer and he, um, that is not the man that he wants to be. It also took away from everyone else. Questlove won the documentary, best documentary. That is like, no one is talking about anything. Jessica Chastain stood up there and was fighting for LGBTQ rights in her speech with all these crazy laws that are coming into play, that's hardly been, um, like, media-sized, if that's a word. Um, yeah. Like, it's it's so annoying, but and it's important, and, like, it's a really good lesson for everyone. But it's, like, it's taken away from so much. Venus and Serena, that was that moment for them as well. 
taken yeah. and, and I'm sure they love Will and I'm sure that they understand it because they're a tight-knit family and they will have probably understood what he meant when he was saying, I'm here to protect, I'm doing what God wants me to do, rah, rah, rah. But, you know, like now this is the only thing that people are talking about. Fully. Like and what one best picture? Power of the Dog? Coda, yeah. And that movie is about a deaf family and really important starring deaf actors and no one's talking about that, you know? Yeah. Like, see, when you when you say all of this stuff, do you still think that what happened was is murky? Like whether it should have happened or not? I don't think it's murky. I don't think he should have hit Chris Rock at all. But I, yeah, maybe it's you not. It the shouldn't feeling, have happened. Understand the feeling of him wanting to hit Chris Rock. No, not at all. No, not at all. <laughs> like, I don't understand. I just think, like, I can see, like, on my tiny little view, and I don't know anything about the inner workings of their family, but I can see what would have potentially led up to that moment and why he felt like he had to say something. But I do yeah. not absolutely understand why he got up there and did that at all. I know. No way. I know. Big man. That's the other thing. It's like, okay, well, let's, let's just, like, the men do all this again. Yeah. And. There are so many layers to the whole yeah. thing. And, I, like, it will be unfolding for the next few weeks. And, like, I don't know. I, I It almost, like, yes, in, like, what I wrote, it kind of was like, haha, fuck you. Like, we're going to give you an interesting show. It also feeds into the point, like, do we still need to be doing this? Like, if this is where we're at now and, like, things aren't civilized and things like that can happen, should we be doing this? Like, should we just stop? Should there, does there need to be a best film of the year? No. Like, should we put that money into, into funding for the Ukraine? You know? Like, it's just... But we're talking about it, aren't we? <laughs> we are. And we're not just talking about what happened on the night. We're talking about the lead up, the red carpet. What were your overall thoughts on the red carpet? Well, I didn't really engage with any of the red carpet. I honestly didn't look at anything until I saw this Will and Chris Rock situation. Um, but I I thought everyone was reasonably like over the – like was reasonably glamorous across the board. Yeah. I, but like, there's still something and I still, I can't pinpoint what it is, but there's just still something I'm like, oh. I thought um, Billy looked, uh, I, my jaw dropped when I saw Billy. Yeah. Everyone who was dressed by Gucci was the winner of the night. Hands down easy. Done. Yeah. And like Jessica Chastain looked lovely, but I wasn't like gagging for it, you know? Nah. I think that Serena, Mm, her blonde hair looked amazing. Looked really amazing. Uh, Billy looked really amazing. Oh, Zoe Kravitz was my favorite. I loved Zoe Kravitz too. Oh my god, that was. I thought everything was glam, but quite simple. I I wasn't like wowed really. Yeah, it was lots of like um, block colors. But yeah, Zoe Kravitz did the like simple beauty like so well. And her, I loved that dress. Her outfit for the Vanity Fair party was so nice. It was just like a plain white dress, which I kind of think I'm actually more excited about those looks than the Oscars these days, which then leads me to my Kim Kardashian. So she was wearing this like Balenciaga blue outfit, but when is this going to end? Because we have seen her in Balenciaga and sunglasses since like, November, even before November last year, and I'm ready for something different. Like, even Kendall was in a full black, like, the gloves, sunnies, Balenciaga, and it's just, like, it's the same thing. And I know maybe that's, like, she's probably being paid, you know, there's probably some deal there, but, like, I'm over it. And the blue, she looked amazing, like, not taking away from that at all, but I'm just, like, a little bit bored, well, she's just working. I know, she's got four kids to feed. I forget. <laughs> she's just working. She's actually come out and um, 
there is an interview that she has done where she explains that um, women need to just go to work and want to work comments that uh, she made. And it, to me, it made a lot more sense in the context that she put it in, where she was just like, I had just been asked um, about being famous for, or being right, famous, famous for being famous. Mm. And so my demeanor changed and I just meant that it takes a lot more to build an empire than just having a reality television show. Mm. And I work really hard for everything that I've had and this like skims empire. And that's what I meant by it, that um, it's not just all given to me. Yeah. Um, that I do work hard and I'm not just a famous person. And people who engage with their show and like their content know that, but it's like the wider public who see this soundbite and like would be offended by it because it's like, you know, a ridiculous statement to make that yeah. don't know that. And so I think that's good that she came out and said that. Yeah, legit. And um, Pete's tattoo. Oh my God, so funny because someone on my Twitter screenshot it was like, she's literally not. She's not a lawyer. She's studying law. Yeah, so he's got a tattoo that says, my girl's a lawyer. Yeah. She has to complete that degree now. Like, I reckon that's why he did it. Yeah, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Beyonce's performance on a tennis court. That shade of green is so dreamy. Loved it. I also saw Billy tweeted, or she might have posted something on Instagram, and she's like, I literally... She's like, I can't believe last night, and what the heck, I literally hugged Diddy before I hugged my own brother. <laughs> and it's just like a video of that exact moment. It was really funny. I thought that was very iconic. But, yeah, I mean, what a crazy time. It's going to be interesting to see how it all unfolds. Yes, and the Grammys are next. Shall we say the mantra? 2001, 2001 to 2008. 2008. There, there ain't, ain't a song, song that, that we hate. hate. Okay, so 2001 to 2008. Um, I've got a bit of a spec story to mine. Um, again, on the same night when we watched American Idol videos and the 23-year-olds told me my profile was good, um, I, we started talking about the Mandela effect. Do you know the Mandela effect and do you know the Muffin Man? Yes, both. Okay, so the Mandela effect, it is a phenomenon that um, was coined around the time that Nelson Mandela died because when Nelson Mandela died, people were convinced that he had already died. So, like, back in the day. And if you're like us, you did not fall into the trap of Nelson, thinking Nelson Mandela had died. You did not have the Mandela effect. But it is essentially this, like, and there's lots of examples that you can look up online, and I'm doing a really bad of explaining it, bad job of explaining it, and I'd love to do a whole episode on it because it's so fascinating to me. Um, and one of the examples that we pulled up when we were chatting about the Mandela effect is the song that I'm adding to the playlist, which is Boom Boom Pow by the Black Eyed Peas. So what do you think the lyrics are? I'm so da 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 You're so 2008. Yeah, I'm so 2008. You're so 2008. That is wrong. You have the Mandela effect. The words are actually... I'm so 3008, you so 2008. But because it came, like, it was released in, like, around that time, people just assumed it was, I'm so 2008, you're so 2008. But it's, I'm so 3008, you so 2008. And I have the Spotify lyrics to prove it. Okay. Thank you so much for correcting. But are you sure that's not misheard lyrics? No, because when you listen to it, Fergie says 3,000. You're like, what the <laughs> fuck just happened? Honestly. Whoa. So I'm adding it to the playlist so our listeners can go to the 2001 to 2008 playlist, 
Link in bio. I feel like we call this playlist 2001 to 2008 because of that song. No, we didn't. Girl, we 100% did. I'm so 2008. (laughs) That was cool to be 2008. No, it is 2000 and... Oh, late. 2008. It's 2008. Sorry. Gaslighting. So, yeah. There are other great examples like the Monopoly Man. Does he have a... Uh, um, monocle, monocle in your the Monopoly man does not have a monocle well he does, he does. but then um, we thought perhaps the Pringles man and the Monopoly man get confused and that's why people think he doesn't but he does okay don't even get me started on the Flintstones or the Flintstones Flintstone. Flint. It's Flintstones. Oh, fuck off. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good, especially when you're stoned. It's really fun. Oh, I am am 2000 and late. No. You're 3000 and late. Oh, my God. My song that I am adding to the playlist is by a gorgeous New Zealand artist called Aradna, and it is Downtime. D-O-W, downtime. Because what have I had a lot of recently? D-O-W, in time. D-O-W, in time. It's not there. Oh, no. Oh, this is the Mandela effect. <laughs> when can we? D-O-W, in time. I'm pretty sure it's D-O-W, in time. Should I look D-O-W, it up? D-O-W, downtime. No, wait, I'm going to play it. Should I play it? Yes, definitely. (laughs) You heard it here first. It's been confirmed. I'm D-O-W-N. Time. And that is time. That is time. (laughs) Get us off these (laughs) microphones. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in for another week with us i feel like i have that like manic energy i know um you can follow along by going to your podcast provider and clicking follow rating us five stars following us on instagram at kickons pod and coming to my gig if you're in auckland please tell your friends um i told them that i could sell some tickets so i would really like to not be lying He's a known liar, so he needs a redemption arc. <laughs> yeah, I do need a redemption arc. I'll see you on... Oh, you'll no. see me on Hinge? Yes. <laughs> you will have a voice memo. You've now got a, a, a goal for the week. You have to come up with a voice memo, and we want to hear it next week. Okay, I'm willing to do that. Good. I'm willing to do that. Accepted. <laughs> Bye! Bye. Oh, God. I don't even... What would I say?